Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The moment Bears fans have been waiting for, you know, I could say since April, or I could say since over 70 years ago. Sid Luckman. <laughs> Justin Fields named the Bears starter for week three versus the Browns. But uh, is it officially the start of the Justin Fields era? We'll answer that question in two minutes. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Oh, you made what it up, sound, man? You made it sound like you was talking to us on the radio, the way you, you, you know, brought us in. I'm yeah. like, <clears throat> well, good morning, fellows. Well, because you have energy because you went to bed at 7 o'clock last night. I did. I was in bed at 7.30. It's impressive. But then at 1.30, my eyes opened, and that was it. It was a wrap. Tried well, to go back to sleep. At least you it was got a, a nice little yeah, yeah, it's good pocket. I did. You got to keep it going for tonight? I did. Key, you said a couple days ago, give it, what'd you say? Give it hey, 20. Man, give me a napkin. My lips look like I've been eating something. You've been greasy. having, you've been having uh, crispy chicken up this in here in the morning? Unused. Unused. You're going to start with the chicken at 6 o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to say that, Jay. <laughs> Key having fried chicken I'm at like, 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm look, I looked at myself mm. in the monitor and I'm like, man, it felt like I just pulled it right out the hot grease. Easy. <laughs> He's eating something at some point. We saw that. We saw Key as a young man, chiseled features and everything. Dude doesn't eat breakfast. He he he. he, he No, that's called tequila. Takes pictures of his dinner. It's like a piece of fish and a piece of It ain't called eating anything. It's tequila (laughs) on the rocks. How much tequila? Straight. Well, it doesn't matter how much. You're gonna get chubby cheeks when you have some alcohol here and there. You do be sending a lot of pictures though when. When your meals come up, like, yeah, how can you send seven, seven pictures of the seven different courses and it also, in the mail? It always looks like it wouldn't fill you up. <laughs> it's like a little piece of fish, a little something. You're getting down, though. Real fancy, bougie restaurants, Jay, because you could see, you could see it's like a big man, plate now you, now, and a now, little piece now, of food. Now, see, I gave you the floor, Max. Now I have to take it back from you. You ran too far. You ran too far. Swimming well, hard, You're starting man. to tell people where I'm eating, how I'm eating, what I, it looked like. Swimming hard, How man. much I, it costs. I'm not, I, I'm not telling <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest about Listen, I went through a... Uh, I went through a program that, like, you know, a couple years ago, I'm getting older, you got to check everything, right? My body fat was too high. So what do you eat? This breakfast I have nowadays is the worst I eat all day. So I tell them, how's your exercise? This is what I do. Why, so why am I getting fat? Because you're just eating too much. You're, you're exercising well, fine. You're eating right, but eating, eating too crappy much. stuff. Well, no, no, no. I wasn't. I was just eating too much. That's Max. Max don't eat crappy stuff. No. Max this to the breakfast max. is the worst thing I have. That breakfast is to yeah. your max? Yeah, that's max? it. Yeah, I got it. That's I'm it. telling you, brother, stop eating all that pork. Man, but you don't want to listen. Okay. Justin Fields, what do we got? Let's get into yeah. it, man. Before we start going down a dark listen, road here. Listen, Key, Key, you said a couple days ago, give it like a day, right? When you were talking about Justin Fields, give it like a day. That was on. Well, you give it a Monday. We can't, our show was Monday. We came out, the game's on Sunday. He plays on Sunday. On Monday, I just said by Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he will announce Justin Fields as a starter. Because there anytime was. you hear an if in there, that, that, if Jay Will can get out of the bed, he will go shoot the ba- – well, he ain't getting out the bed to go shoot no basketball. He's sick. I mean, it's just whenever you put the if in there, the you already know it's not happening. Jay, you were all bent out of shape at Nagy uh, early in the week because he I, wasn't I, being more straightforward. I, I've been bent out of shape by Nagy. It hasn't just started this week. It's been out throughout the whole process. I get that there's this level of mystery that you don't want to give, you know, insight into the Browns about who's going to be able to be available and – are they going to prepare for Andy Dalton differently than they're going to prepare for Justin Fields? But 
I mean, just watching Andy Dalton on the sideline, you, you felt like he wasn't going to be able to play. I mean, just stay where it is. And it he is said what it is yesterday. That, but it's hard to just do that after a game because you got to, as a coach would say, there's so much information that I have to gather before I can make that determination on who I want to be as our quarterback, even though you already had that comp- <coughs> mm. You didn't already had that conversation with your staff before you addressed the media. But see, you know, page 1000, verse 4, paragraph 3 of the, of, of the coaching talking. Right, the like coach, you, you manual, know that the coaching manual, the coaching manual. You've been through that. Me as a fan, like I just right. want to hear you let's, tell me where it is. Let's hear from Matt Nagy yesterday on the quarterback situation. We're not expecting him to practice today or to have him available uh, this week, so he'll he'll be week to week. Um, Justin's going to be our starter, and prep starts uh, right now. It's a great opportunity for Justin and, and uh, for all of us as as a staff to be able to uh, take this thing and. and see where he goes with this you know when Andy is healthy our plan continues for him to be the starter so Andy Dalton's still the starter when he's healthy what does Justin Fields have to do key to change his mind before I even answer that question why is those why is it that those type of quarterbacks that look like an Andy Dalton whenever they run out of bounds they always get hurt they just they all all of them non-contact injury all of them they just they those type of QBs they get the scrambling and run out of bounds Always something happened to them. Well, Nick Foles is available, but but no, nah, we Fields good. We gonna go with, start. We go with Justin. Hey, okay. I haven't even jumped in my ear and said that's how Jimmy G tore his ACL in 2018. I, I wasn't going. <laughs> I wasn't going to start bringing up names. But I'm just saying, like even I, watching Andy run, you're like, that doesn't look. That it doesn't, doesn't look, look comfortable. Yeah, it doesn't but look it's smooth. so <laughs> right. It's so many of those type of style quarterbacks, and it's just funny. But I watch them. I'm like. How do you get hurt doing that? But anyway, your question was, what does he need to do? Well, well, I mean, the new, the, I mean, what's newsy about what Nagy really said? What's newsy is when Dalton is healthy, he's going to be the starter again. But between now and then, you would think Justin Fields could do something to change his mind, right? Well, he is going to do something. He's going to win the locker room over, which he's already done. And he's going to win a couple football games along the way. And then by the time Andy Dalton is really healthy, Justin Fields will have had a couple games in him, so things will slow down for him. And you'll be able to see that the team is kind of rallying around him. So in the end, he'll still need to get healthy a couple more weeks. And if Justin Fields struggles, then he'll be healthy sooner. That's, that's what it is. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, let me hear some Straight Talk on that. What's Justin Fields going to do to convince uh, uh, Matt Nagy that it's his job? Well, number one, same thing that we saw last year with Jalen Hurts. I need to see the energy level feel different of the team. With, of the team. Well, you saw that when right? he took over. The, yeah, yeah, but it, like, you want to see it. Tra- you want to see it translate actually to when he has multiple reps right behind, under center. I, I think the second thing is, you know, I think his ability just to open up the field. Like you know, I, I forget somebody was talking about it. Um, I forget I was reading an article last night because I read so many articles because I woke up at two o'clock in the morning just like you. Yeah. And so some player on the team was talking about, you know, there, there are the set plays that you have with a guy like Justin Fields, and then there are the, these backyard plays, like these backyard football plays that you feel his ability to create things, Key, is what makes him so special. Because even when the play breaks down, his ability with his footwork keeps plays alive. And I think that's something that you're not going to see with Andy Dolan. No, the off-schedule plays are extremely important. Um Nowadays in the National Football League, quarterbacks that have the ability to get out of harm's way 
especially when the offensive line is not as stout as you would like, you would think that Justin Fields gives them a better opportunity in certain situations. The thing that has to happen, though, with Matt Nagy is Matt Nagy has to figure out creativity-wise, how do I create a package? Well, as I said before yesterday, there should already be a package in place for the number two quarterback just in case something was to happen to the starter. You can go there, implement that into the offense. It may be a handful. It may be 10. It may be 20 plays. But the offensive unit already kind of know that. If you go back and you look at the game on Sunday, that wasn't there, which means they didn't prepare as if they didn't know at some point Justin Fields could potentially take over. Hopefully, that's changed now, and you'll start to see more things moving around, getting out on some sprint stuff, things like that to take advantage of his athletic ability. That's Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, and that's not only that's not the only quarterback situation in the NFC North that is going to get some attention this morning. Um, Aaron Rodgers had some stuff to say yesterday. We're going to react to it. You're going to hear it, and you're going to react to it coming up. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. You're on ESPN Radio. So I couldn't have Aaron Rodgers for like seven years. Man, you'd be an emotional roller coaster with him. No, we'd be cool. I got no problem. We, we. Well, yeah, I feel him, so I, I get it. I just like Devontae be, Adams. Like they always seem like they're on the same page. No, Aaron Rodgers and I, we speak the same language. I just speak it different. That's all. Hmm. But what language is that? We understand what's out there, how people are. I just, he speaks it in a different way. I'm a little more, you know. I'm not for everyone, like your shirt, in your face, say it to you. It is what it is. He's a little bit more sly with it, gives you a lot of, you know, nuance. Seems to me that this whole thing with the quarter, like with Aaron Rodgers, with even Russell Wilson, Tom Brady led the way when he left Belichick in New England, went to Tampa, and then started doing him, as the kids say, right? So Rodgers saw that. Russell Wilson saw that. All of a sudden, Russell I mean, Wilson is – it's a coincidence, is, but, you know. Coincidence? Right? I mean, it's a coincidence. I don't think yeah. – It all kind of happened One dude would be a coincidence, but it's two dudes – like Russell Wilson's agent came out, well, gave a list of teams they would be trading. He know got what, I mean? what he wanted. He got Shane Waldron. I mean, he got mm-hmm. them to open up the playbook offensively. They're, they're different yeah. offensively now. No, not everyone wants to blow it up, but I think – Tom Brady showed, you know what, the quarterback has become so important with the rules changes and everything that they have influence like an NBA star. But see, mm. but 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 there is no real there was no real influence from Tom Brady. What influence did he have? Well, got Antonio first he Brown got, there. First he got it's Jimmy Garoppolo new. moved out of New England. Who's then to he, say he got moved, Jimmy Garoppolo? I wish people stopped saying he got him traded. He went to Robert Kraft and got him traded according no, to reports. Stop. You know, man. No. So you think that was Bill Belichick no. that wanted 
get Jimmy G traded? Be- Belichick moved on from Jimmy G. Belichick, Mr. Kraft is the owner of the team. He does not get involved in their personnel decisions whatsoever. He is hands off. He hadn't. I don't know why people just put that out there like that. And mm. it, it, Tom wanted Jimmy Garoppolo traded when when Tom and Jimmy Garoppolo share the same agent. And they, it, but when but but I can see how people would report things when you don't refute it. And Tom Brady never said anything, and Jimmy Garoppolo never said anything, and Bill never said. So people just run with it. Mm-hmm. It but. When you got a relationship like that, you don't force somebody out of town because you are threatened on your job. And so, therefore, you two years, three years later, you're going to set the team up for failure by leaving. Tom Brady left. And, and the reason I even brought that up, Max, is because all Tom Brady did was leave. When he left, that didn't show any power. His contract was up. He didn't force his way out. He didn't do anything. He simply let his contract expire. There was an offer extended to him. To stay in New England, he decided I'm good. I don't After 20 stay, years, you know, to leave, that I don't think I, I believe that that is connected to the fact that Brady or Belichick, who is it? That's the great debate of the 21st century in sports. Other than I think people is LeBron make, as I good as people, MJ, I think people want to make that a debate. You got to be a, you got to be a damn fool well, to think that they didn't go hand in hand together. And one was more responsible for something than the other. You gotta be. You gotta be. Yeah, but that. But that's gotta what, be but, silly to but think that's, that. That's what this looks like. It was about. But can you, brought up a great, uh, you gotta you, be silly you, to think that, though, Max. You brought up an interesting point. Them not refuting it, right? Whereas Aaron Rodgers speaks his mind. Like even yesterday, speaking his mind about how he felt. Yeah. Brady started his public behavior was outwardly. His public behavior was more free and less reserved once he got to Tampa. He was saying what was on his mind more, right? Publicly, Brady was. Rodgers saw that. Rodgers also saw he orchestrated, he landed in Tampa. He got them to bring in Gronk. He got them to bring in A.B. He got them to change but the way they but play. every year when a quarterback or a player is any good, you can walk to the front office and say, hey, I got Jay Will, who was a great point guard, and they know and they looking for that position – and they say, yeah, you probably are right. He didn't tie their hands behind their back, make them sign Gronk. There was a relationship with him as well as Bruce Arians. And for Antonio Brown, they needed to fulfill that void. It made sense to sign a guy that you know, that you trust, is not his behavior is going to help you win a championship and not go the other way. So you sign him. Mm. Nevertheless, Tom Brady was on a team that was not drafting well. He was, he was kicking the can down the road with his contract yes. to give them cap relief, and they weren't signing effective players on the offense. And he went to a situation where they had the things he wanted and needed, and they would, do the, they would work with him and do the things he wanted and needed. Rodgers saw that. I think Russell Wilson saw that and said, whatever the contract situation was, different or same as Brady, they saw that and thought, wait a minute. Star quarterbacks, superstar quarterbacks have power here. Rodgers started making demands. Russell Wilson sort of did. And things seem to have changed in the NFL. It's probably going to be Rodgers' okay, last year on the team. Always been but the I case? was about to That's say, I was going to stop. I want, you, I want so. you to finish, I want you to finish your, 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 your uh, thoughts. Aaron Rodgers had a problem with the Green Bay Packers several years ago. His problems didn't start because of Tom Brady's decision to go to Tampa. Aaron Rodgers was not happy with them several years ago, all the way dating back to when they didn't have – Aaron Jones in the backfield, and they was messing around with, I almost said Clay Lacey, uh, 
What's uh, Lacey's name? Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey. Lacey. When they was messing around with Eddie Lacey way back when, Aaron Rodgers was having a problem when the defense was bad and he was carrying the offense, Aaron Rodgers kept telling them, we need to shore up our defense. So it didn't just happen because of Tom Brady. All I'm saying is when you are an Aaron Rodgers in these situations, you can't pay attention to the outside noise. I can't speak to mental health. I can't speak to any of those things. What I can speak to is when you put yourself in there and you're constantly in there watching everything somebody's saying, listening like rabbit ears. As soon as somebody says something, your ears go up. It's going to eventually bother you. Mm-hmm. But you got to remove yourself from it. It ain't going nowhere. It, right. It's not going anywhere. This is what Aaron Rodgers had to say yesterday. Listen. Look, I, I do want to maybe rephrase or refocus what I what I said. I strongly believe in everybody's ability to have an opinion, and I respect the fact that they have an opinion and should have an opinion. My issue is a platform given to individuals who only desire to say inflammatory things that are not based in fact. Personally, I, I think I would be a little sensitive to people questioning my commitment to this team. Said it from the start, if I wasn't 100% committed to the squad and my team, then I wouldn't have come back. Now, maybe people thought that was, you know, some sort of cliche line or um, obligatory statement, but it was the truth. See, I, I just don't understand why he would feel a need to kind of re-clarify his thoughts. I, I felt that's who he was talking like yesterday when Aaron Rodgers had the mic, when he was talking about people saying, hey, people who maybe haven't gotten a chance to play or you know, are talking about my mindset that have no idea who I am or don't speak to me. I don't know why he would feel the need to kind of re-clarify that. I think I know why. After, after listening to it over and over again, I think he's talking to Jermichael Finley, his ex-teammate. I think that's who he's talking about. Yeah, I, I, I think that's who he's people people have speculated to. about Finley and yeah. Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings. You know, that's it's that time of year. You have, you have, they're going to make the rounds, and media is going to want to talk to them because they know they're going to get some negative something and, on Rodgers. And, and what I would say to that, uh, Max, is Aaron Rodgers should address a former teammate if that's who he's speaking to talking about all the different things and his commitment and things of that nature. He should. Because, mm. right, because that was what would, Finley would said that he would really take exception to. His commi- wow. but which, which is bizarre to me. Rodgers' commitment to the, to the – he's going to try and win a Super Bowl. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You hear the music. That means it's time for no huddle because week three starts tonight with Thursday Night Football. 
No huddle gets us started for tonight's matchup between the Texans and the Panthers, which has some sneaky, interesting quarterback storylines. The first one is the Texans, and Sarah Barshup tells us what is going on in Texas. Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor will not play Thursday against the Panthers as he deals with a hamstring injury, but he won't be replaced by Deshaun Watson. Earlier in the week, head coach David Culley said Watson would be inactive on Thursday, just as he was for the first two games of the season. Watson currently faces 22 active civil lawsuits alleging sexual assault and inappropriate behavior. He also requested a trade during the offseason. Despite the Texans being down a quarterback, Watson did not practice this week, something he hasn't done since training camp. Instead, rookie quarterback Davis Mills will make his first NFL start and he'll be backed up by Jeff Driscoll. As for Watson, those in the organization have told me that they don't expect him to play again this season, especially for the Texans. Key, what do you think? I think when you look at the situation, this is what they have to do with Davis Mills. But in the end, this game is going to be about Sam Darnold. That's exactly what it's going to be about. It's going to be about a guy who has the ability to erase the negative that was left behind in New York if he continues to lead the Panthers forward. We'll be coming out of this game talking highly about Sam Darnold. I I think Christian McCaffrey is yet to have a breakout game. And this is the type of game that Christian McCaffrey can go to a different level. Wait, what's so funny? You, you throat. You've you been coughing uh, a lot, man. Well, you've been I talking got, a lot the last couple well, of weeks. You know, we get we get butter on the toast in the morning. I, if I have any dairy, that's what happens. Okay. That's what happens. All right. <laughs> then there's the Panthers who reportedly tried to get the Sean Watson this offseason. Instead, they ended up trading for Sam Darnold. Here's David Newton, ESPN's Panther reporter, on Darnold's 2-0 start. What I like about Darnold is he's not making mistakes that cost you games. He's shown poise in the pocket. He's been efficient on play-action passes, and he's finally taken what's given him. I mean, he's completed 68.5% of his passes, and this after completing only 59.8% in three years with the Jets. He's gaining confidence in himself, and more importantly, his teammates are gaining confidence in him. But I have to temper this because he's not been great in the red zone. He's faced a bad Jets team and a Saints team missing four defensive starters and half the coaching staff. So, Premier, not quite yet. Well, I would say that one thing that you do with Sam Darnold is you continue to just let him grow. I mentioned it earlier. This game is about him, not about the Houston Texans. The Carolina Panthers can only go so far, and that's as far as Sam Darnold could take them. They have a competent quarterback. Now they didn't feel Teddy Bridgewater was the answer. This guy's the answer. Let him cook. He's gonna, after three weeks, he's going to look real good because I don't think the Texans have anything for him. Okay. Um, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Indeed. Odds are you're hiring to free up time, not lose more. With Indeed, you get the platform that delivers four times more hires than all their sites combined. According to Talent Nest, post a job and say you're hired. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Now, Micah Parsons had some stuff to say um, about facing Jalen Hurts on Monday Night Football. Listen. I mean, I would say every quarterback that's on the season is on the hit list. I mean, I want all of them. Herbert was just the guy I had that week, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Hurts, he's on the hit list now, too. I look at him be like the Terminator out there. Uh, hmm. Kills me that the Giants sent him basically to the Cowboys, the way the draft worked out. Anyway, uh, let's play Take Your Pick and start with Parsons versus Jalen Hurts. Who has the better game on Monday Night Football, Key? It's tough. I mean <laughs> – I would probably say it's going to be Jalen Hurts. That doesn't mean they're going to win the football game. It just means that he'll have a better game than Michael Parsons. The ball is in, is in his hands 80-something percent of the damn time, if not more. And Michael Parsons, 
yes, he can make an impact by going out and getting Jalen Hurts and coming off the edge and ripping through and causing problems and harassing him. But yet still, Jalen Hurts can answer that back. Because, again, he has a ball in his hands the majority of the damn time. Yeah. This is simple for me, Max. As a betting man, there, there's been a history that whenever somebody speaks up about what they're going to do in a game, especially young players, typically doesn't work out that way. So I will go with Jalen Hurts in this one. Yeah, but listen, the, the, the advantage is with the linebacker, not the young quarterback, right? Because the linebacker makes a couple plays. It's going to look really good. Um, I like Jalen Hurts in this one, and I might like the Eagles over the Cowboys. I don't know. Cowboys Ooh. have been really competitive. They could have been 2-0. They could easily be 0-2. Remember but, when Chase Young said he was going to knock out Tom Brady? How'd that yeah, go? that's true. But Jalen Hurts has a team that's good on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. Um, Mac Jones versus Jameis Winston. Take your pick, Key. Mac or Jameis? I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Gets the best of Bill Belichick and his defense. When I look at what Belichick said yesterday in his presser about Jameis Winston and his ability to, to control the offense and some of the things that he was able to do when he was at Tampa, that tells me that he's certainly paying attention. Jay? I'm going to go with Mac Jones. I think and dunk, right, that – Bill Belichick is going to be methodical, play him in this system. I think Jameis Winston has more explosiveness, has a higher ceiling. But in this particular game, matchup-wise, I I like the defensive scheme that Bill Belichick will put together for the Saints. And also to throw on top of that, seven assistant coaches all on the offensive side were gone. They're all back now. Yeah, I think this is a a huge test of the post-Brady era for Belichick early in this season. Saints have not had a home game. They, what Key just said, they're missing all their offensive uh, coaching staff. Last, you got to win a game like this if you're the Patriots at home to go to two and one, not be one and two. You know the Patriots win these kind of games. Can he still do it without Brady? Take your pick is brought to you by Tariq by uh, Trico. Trico has the future of wipers since 1917. Keep you a step ahead of Mother Nature. Versus, visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. So I like. Mac Jones in that matchup. Matt Ryan versus Daniel Jones. Matty Ice. Matty Ice, I hate to do it to you. Daniel Jones is playing okay this year. But Matt, Matty Ice is a veteran quarterback going up against a, a defense that's okay, but I think it's time to start to get Kyle Pitts moving and going yeah. in the right direction. Everybody praised him. If you can remember Evan, once in a lifetime, generational tied in, he should be the number one overall pick. Does he even play in Atlanta? Yeah. Let's weird. find out where that. Where is that? I, Jay, I keep taking for Pitts Arthur and Smith, Daily Fantasy. For Arthur Smith to be – this uh, uh, hell of an offensive mind that came from Tennessee that used two tight ends. Let's see what you could do with this It kid. feels like Pitt's going to break out this game. If, th- if this happens, I might not come to work on Monday. Just I-, I might call out. Seriously. I mean, Atlanta's defense has given up 80 points in the last two games, Max. 80 points in the last two games. I like Daniel Jones here. I think Daniel Jones has played extremely two. well this year. I think better than Matt Ryan. If the Giants can't win this game, Jay. Oh, man. That's why I'm not coming to work. Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes, Key. Oof. I'm on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in, in this situation bounced back after a, a, a loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And the Chargers are a good team. There's no question about it. You could sneak up on Kansas City, but they already got punched once by Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's snuck up on them. That's not going to happen again. Yeah, I, I don't see Kansas City losing two games back-to-back. And I, I think Chargers, they have the talent. Justin Herbert obviously has the talent. But I don't know if they know how to win these type of games yet. I have a sneaking suspicion that the Chiefs could drop two in a row here. Um, I'm, I'm, oh, please bet that in their daily fantasy. I, 
I'm, I, if the question is football, my answer is always Mahomes. I like Mahomes in the head-to-head matchup, but this is a sneaky, tough game to me. Matt LaFleur versus Kyle Shanahan, Key. I'm going to go Kyle Shanahan. I had to think of that one for a minute. At home against the Green Bay Packers, that defense. The only problem, I don't know if they can run the ball, but but I, I'm going to go Shanahan. He, he seems to have Green Bay's number. Yeah, and, and yeah. San Francisco's tough for them. See, I feel like Shanahan makes the most out of his weapons while Aaron Rodgers makes the most out of LaFleur's offense. So as it relates to mismatches, utilizing motion to get things moving, I, I'm going to go with Shanahan on this one. Yeah, I think I'm going LaFleur, and I'm going LaFleur because that dude's got Aaron Rodgers, and I'm just telling you, the chip on Rodgers' shoulder is just going to grow and grow this year, and if the Packers get that defense together, they could easily win the Super Bowl this year. I like LaFleur there. Cliff Kingsbury or <laughs> Urban Meyer, Key? I'm going to take Cliff Kingsbury all day long. Yeah, man. He's smarter than Urban Meyer. <laughs> As far as this game goes, <laughs> as far as and also <laughs> interior uh, design, and I think he may have a better. Qu- I think yes. he may have the better quarterback. By the way, of the two, I think he may have the better quarterback. He does have the better quarterback. Yeah, I it's think he easy. may have a better quarterback but at this point. Yeah, clearly. Yes. I think yeah. in general he probably yeah, he has, has the, the better quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Facts. By right. the way, if we're already saying that about Trevor Lawrence, because I'm saying at this point in their careers, Kyler Murray's better than Trevor. If we're already at the point where I think eventually Kyler Murray's still going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, that means Trevor Lawrence's stock has already dropped because he was a generational talent. At yeah, the, for, for you and Greg McElroy. Well, no, I didn't say Trevor Lawrence is going to be the greatest quarterback. <laughs> Why did you throw him in the same barrel with in Greg fact, McElroy? In fact, what I said was if Trevor Lawrence ever, by Why year did I three, just do that? has Max, the year that Justin Max, Herbert Max, just had. Max getting ready to go with it now. That's right. You're right. Oh, don't get me started. Got me. Oh, he pushed God. my buttons. <laughs> like a cat with a string. But I'm, I'm right on it. Take right. the cheese. Key, what would you make of Urban Meyer telling Vic Fangio that the NFL is like playing Alabama every week? according to Fangio. Well, it is like playing Alabama every single week. He's experienced that. Now he's experienced experiencing getting hit in the chin. It's not, you know, this isn't one of those deals where you can get angry at a player and pull him out of a game. No, no. You can't get angry at a player and pull him out because he makes a lot of money. In fact, he may, make, a more, kid. He may make more money than you. You can't scream at him because if you scream at him too hard, he might grab you. So did what? It's all those sort of things. On top of that, as I always tell Jay, when he says, oh, that team's not good. Dude, you'd be surprised. Jacksonville, as bad as they might look, they're going to give some fits to some people this yeah, year. They could beat Tampa yes. on any given Sunday. Any yeah. given yeah, Sunday. Yeah. They could actually beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which sounds weird. You don't really believe that, though, right? It happens all the time. I, I, I know you games like that. When it matters. But, Jay, well, no. You know Will you guys I, go on national Jay, TV? Key, Jay. I'll be damned if I see you on NFL Live saying I'm, picksin', I'm picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, Jack I'm not going to pick them, but I'm also not delusional or oblivious to the fact that they could actually I, beat the teams you. in the league. I just like the odds. And no, the odds of course, you take, of course yeah. you take the odds when you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. But also, football's not basketball best of seven. The better team, oh, like the worst team's never going to beat the best team, best of seven. Football, best of one, anything can happen. Anything, always, man. You sit, you, you sit at home, you go, huh? How did that happen? <laughs> one whistle, one thing goes the raw pre-snap it's penalty. Like, it's like almost like March Madness, right? It's yeah. like same thing. Yeah, I, I, one like, ah, they don't have a ch- What? They beat who? Yeah. Okay. One and done. It can happen. Justin Fields versus Baker Mayfield. Key. 
In this situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Justin Fields. Really, I, I'm surprised yeah, but, by that. But I'm not because I said it. <laughs> well, I yes, think that would make sense. I, I think <laughs> I think Justin Fields will have a better game, mm-hmm. meaning like they're gonna make sure that he's successful. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean Chicago is gonna beat Cleveland, but I think this is one of those situations where he's going up against a defense that's trying to get his stuff together in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Not only that. It's Matt Nagy's job to put an emphasis on him in terms of making him successful in this particular game because this is the first time our eyes will see him as a starter. It's an interesting theory, Jay. I think Baker Mayfield will have the better stats. I mean, look, he has the highest completion percentage in the league right now. Even with Jarvis Landry and OBJ out, I still think they'll utilize their backs and tight ends differently. I'm going to go Baker, even though I think Justin have a good game. They're going to run the ball, and and they have a defense, and Chicago's offensive line is a mess. I'm very surprised, Key, by your pick because you usually like the established quarterback in a good situation. Yeah, but but the problem is I got to make this quarterback successful. And when I have uh to make a quarterback successful, I have to now buckle in and do all. I got to do everything to make him successful because my job is literally riding on this. And one more thing. The defense will be juiced too. Justin Fields, yeah. everyone's going to yeah. be excited, Watch. and they yeah. have they yeah. have some. Question: How much are you betting that, that Matt Nagy will actually do that? Yeah, that's a, that's another that's <laughs> another question. He, he didn't he do will. it with Mitchell Trubisky. Well, he did it. Mitchell Trubisky went to the Pro Bowl. He did it then, but he took it away from him. I don't even know how to respond to that. The people why forget early right? on in Chicago, Matt Nagy was but, a genius. You know, yeah, like, he right. did. Why take he it did. away? Why take it away? Coaches get cute sometimes, Jay. No, and also because Trubisky, Trubisky had a problem being consistent down the field. Yeah, sometimes yeah. because they took it away. But it's just like when you're doing production stuff and you're working in this business, you're like, well, why are they doing this? Because they, they got too much time on their hand. Mm. So all of a sudden they want to move something from one spot to the next. You're like, no, don't do that. But producers do it. Bucks defense or Rams defense, Key? You know, I'm going to take the Rams defense in this game. At home, crazy crowd, environment, atmosphere, just a whole deal. And I don't I don't even know how to explain it. I have to get like Warren Sapp or Booger on the show. But nobody can block that dude number 99, man. Aaron Donald. I don't give a damn who it is. He's always harassing the quarterback and stressing him out to a whole nother level. And when you have that type of player on your defense match with Jalen Ramsey, you you got to think that the defense is going to rise to the occasion. He's unbelievable. Like, when I think about the greatest front seven players of all time, for me it starts with LT. I think LT, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Aaron Donald, J.J. Mm. Watt. Like, there are, there are beasts who have runs of about three, four, five years where you go, what this, it's like magic. Key, real quick, how, how much does the loss of Murphy Button hurt them in the secondary? I, it hurts them. It hurts them a lot. That's why they're kicking the tires on Richard Sherman. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They, they're talking about going to get Sherman, and Sherman's been sitting on the sidelines all year long, and, and he's up in age. So they certainly feel the pain in their secondary. The the Rams, from an offensive standpoint, they got the deep ball in them again. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's when they had it going the best, when they had Brandon Cooks and they went to the Super Bowl where Jared Goff could push the ball down the field. That has now come back into the Los Angeles Rams locker room, and they're doing it all over again with Matthew Stafford. We um, Bruce Arians, by the way, head coach of your Tampa Bay Bucks, world champion Tampa Bay Bucks, joins us at eight ten a.m. Eastern today. So in an hour twenty, guys, I look at this game. I think there's there's a a lot of kind of focus on the fact the Bucks are favored 
and like the Rams have to show they belong. But when I look at it, Key, I see Matt Stafford year one with this team. Brady is in year two. They won the Super Bowl. There, He's looking amazing. I actually think the pressure is on the Super Bowl champs here. If the Rams lose, they're supposed to lose, even at home. But if the Rams win, they have so much to gain in this game. I think that puts the pressure on the Bucks. Who's this game more important for? I, I honestly think it's important for both of them because, they're, it, believe it or not, the Bucks are in a tough division outside of Atlanta. The Carolina Panthers, we don't know what they are. We know that they're going to be 3-0 and after tonight. We do know that. Right. And the New Orleans Saints had a hiccup in Carolina, but they took care of business against Green Bay. So we Extenuating figured, circumstances there. Yeah. Weren't at home, all, all the of those COVID, things, the whole all, thing. Yeah. All of the above. So you figure that's a tough division. Then when you look at the NFC West, obviously, Seattle drops that one to Tennessee, whatever that was in the end. And then you got the other three teams, Arizona, the Rams, and the, 40, and the, and the 49ers. So it's tough on both of them. It means more, though, in the end that the Rams – win this game mm-hmm. because the Buccaneers is coming off a championship. You're now beating the defending Super Bowl Tommy Boy champions with a stout, a supposedly a stout defense and a plethora of weapons what do you on mean the supposedly offenses. a stout defense? Well, because the defense is struggling right now. And the defense was not ultra great last year. They were good at times. When and I think a lot be. of people, a lot of people have put a lot of yeast on the defense and made it rise because they had such a good showing during playoff time. But you see them now in their first two games, they're struggling. Jay, Even though they won the I games, agree- they're still are not lights out. I agree about the win being more important for the Rams, but I see it as upside. In other words, if L.A. loses, you're supposed to lose, it's the Bucks. You know, Stafford, we're all figuring it out still. But the upside, if the Rams win, I think is the biggest kind of story that could come out of this game. Where are you with it? Who, what, who, which team is it more important for? I'm with you both. If you guys are both saying you said the Rams as well, yeah. Key said the Rams. I'm saying the Rams. I mean, it just or no, a win is bigger for the Rams. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a bigger, a bigger a win is bigger for the Rams, and there's less pressure but on see, them but, as a result. But I, I won't. <laughs> if the Rams win at home and Matthew Stafford plays out of his mind, they have arrived. I'm still not going to discount the Bucks and their opportunity of winning another Super Bowl just because the Rams win. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, of course. It, it, it just more establishes to me that the Rams are serious. Like, this is – they have arrived. They are here. They'd be ahead of schedule is my point. If, if, if week three I don't know that you're beating the Bucks, I don't think they would be ahead of schedule. I, I think a lot of people anticipated, uh, Max, that this would be the Rams team that they envisioned in Sean McVay because they went out and got Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford was buried – in Detroit for so long, so you never really got a chance to see his true talent, where now you put him around a talented coach, a bunch of players. He looks like a different quarterback. He makes the offense go. So they were right there in t- that conversation of teams that could come out of the NFC. Yeah, they, no question, but they lost Cam Akers. Like, Gurley was on that team that was the juggernaut a couple years ago. They don't have a guy like that now, and I think that takes it down a little bit. No. Is, it, is it bad for me just to practice patience here? And I understand that the Rams win. We're going to say they're ahead of schedule. But this is this season is about a war of attrition, man. We've seen so yeah. many guys get hurt. I also want to see where you are. I want to see too. where you are when we get to games 15, 16, what your team looks like then as opposed yeah, to evaluating course. team of game three. Of course. I just remind everyone, the Rams were the odds-on favorites by the middle of the season a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl three years ago. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Bruce Arians at 8-10. 
Justin Fields will finally get his chance. What do we expect the Bears to do with it? ESPN Radio, ESPN. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.